Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Basketball Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Like, if you see that there's a kid without a shirt on at the game, <laughs> yeah. you get him. You say, we have another seat for you. We're going to put yeah. you down somewhere else, okay? <laughs> with SI's Pat Forty. I mean, they have flaws, but this there, there is no super team this year. Here's Pat and Dan. All right, welcome to Pod, Pat. My favorite part of, uh, I have two favorite parts of Championship Week, and one is obviously just the insane number of just back and forth games that go on now. We are taping this at noon on Thursday is when it gets good. Yeah. Uh, so for the next, right. you know, by the time you guys listen to this, it'll be the same. Like, there's no such thing as a board. You just, that game's off. You go find this game, and next thing you know, you're watching the uh, the Atlantic 10 semis, and, you know, St. <laughs> Louis is doing so. I, who knows, right? <laughs> Uh, and you go, I didn't know St. Louis was near the Atlantic. Um, <laughs> the other part, of course, is the small conference tournaments that are the one and done bids, one bid. And I actually am, am adamant. I've been adamant about this for a long time. For the good of the game, ESPN needs to extend it to Wednesday. They go into the the early rounds of Big Ten, whatever, ACC. We're watching, we're watching bad high major basketball. On Wednesday night, we should have more of the mid-majors. For sure. A spotlight. Yes. It's great, great for the leagues. When you want to watch people playing with a lot on the line, and no, there's nothing that has, nobody has more on the line until the NCAA tournament than the small college, small conferences. Whatever. Low major. Yeah. Yes, low, major low majors and mid-majors where you win <laughs> to get in. And if you don't win, you do not get in. And yeah, you need that desperation. You want that Chattanooga scene. You know, where they, they hit the 30-footer uh, to, to win. Where if, he, if it doesn't go in, they lose. If it doesn't go in, they win. And all of a sudden, the entire student body's out on the floor mobbing David Jean-Baptiste. And it's just a beautiful moment. Those are the kind of things. You, we want more of that and less of Boston College versus Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more box, less, less yep. Panthers. I agree. Yeah. Sully, was, Sully was puffing his Chattanooga chest out That's right. on the group chat. Yeah, I uh, know. They're great showcases for these leagues. You know, yeah. I, I think of uh, other great moments include Bryant versus Wagner. You know, I mean, <laughs> what better than a than a fan brawl? <laughs> Almost long established. Brawl. The long established <laughs> precedent of this podcast is that when there is a brawl in a college athletic in. event, Dan Wetzel is on it. And it is going to be his favorite topic of that podcast. Listen, sometimes you just got to throw hands at the NEC. You don't <laughs> step into the NEC championship game not ready to throw. 
That's right. <laughs> when Wagner and Bryant get together. Um, throughout the records, throughout the scoreboard that they're down by 20 or something at that point, the, the fist uh, they're down like 30. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I do not know this for sure. But if I was to blame one person for this entire brawl, is the dude without the shirt. <laughs> that guy looked like trouble. I don't oh, know. The guy the yeah. <laughs> the, Bryant, the Bryant fans. Bryant is a college in Rhode Island, which many people forget is a state, but it is there. Anyway, if you oh, you've saw everyone's seen this thing. I mean, there was a tactical error by Bryant. I'm going to blame Bryant for this. They stacked their student section, including a guy who has an enormous cup of something <laughs> and something. no shirt. Yeah. <laughs> directly behind the parents and the family section of Wagner. Bryant's killing Wagner. And so you can't do that because every taunt, joke, even even reasonable heckle is going to sting the parents in a different way or brothers or whatever. And it's really going to hurt when they're like, this is their dream to make the end. Like, this isn't just some game. Right. It's their chance. Bad, bad job by Bryant. I know at Michigan State and I assume other places like you, like you have the is zone, right? Rowdy right. section. Right behind the visiting bench, there'll be a couple rows of whatever, Indiana or Ohio State or whoever's playing. Then the is zone will start. But those first few rows of the is zone around the visiting bench are like the cheerleaders who aren't working that game or right. like student workers in the athletic department. So they're going to cheer like they're going to be active and be very and provide the environment but they are ordered and, and instructed and we know they've been vetted to be positive. Right. You don't have, you're not, your kid's not at the free throw line and having someone scream something that maybe, you know, is borderline. If you're in the upper deck, if you don't want to hear it. So yeah. Yes. You do, that's you why do there was not, a You do not want your provocateurs right behind the parents of the visiting. Uh, if, if anybody's going to get upset, it's mom and dad, when they're hearing somebody say something very impolite about Johnny and Johnny's already losing by 30, then that's when and it's going to get up. in 2022, we could look up facts about Johnny's sister and everything else. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could find oh, out yeah. stuff real quick. We used to, there's a porch out in left field in the baseball stadium at Tennessee, and we would we would look up the left fielder's info and, and get dirt on him. And it's, it's real easy, <laughs> real easy. Yeah, and it, no, that's... And by the end of the series, we'd be like, you know, I'd be tossing hot dogs down at him. It'd be great. But <laughs> this is a little different. So you could have gotten punched. Sully, the- you should have got punched in the face. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, baseball, at least there's a wall in the way usually. So mm-hmm. that helps. Mm-hmm. But that's 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 the actually the heritage of the of the Cameron Crazies. They were the ones who first did the kind of the deep dive intel. The cheat sheet. Find right? out eight. Yeah, eight embarrassing things about everybody on the other team. So, bad job there. As for the fight, there appeared to be only one or two. There seemed to be one solid blow to a Bryant kid wearing a Team USA basketball jersey. Appreciate the patriotism here in this time of near war for the United States. <laughs> uh, and and then the, 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 the large Coke that seemed to be taking a long time to drink. <laughs> yeah. That got thrown. Other than that, not a lot of... Not a lot of damage. Wagner, to their credit, came back out and played. I would have hit the bus. Like, oh, it, man. Um, it wasn't much of a finish, but it was a finish. Uh, it settled down. Uh, it was the most attention the NEC championship game ever got. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. NEC is close to SEC. It just means more. I think we can say that about both these well, leagues. We're going to find out what the SEC fans do here. That's right.
Yep. We got Albert's big face on my screen right now playing AM. So let's see. I'll keep an eye okay. on it and see if they brawl. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if the Aggies get a little chesty and get after it there. It also created the we already have our first March hero. Well, we have a couple already. So Chattanooga and stuff like that, but Peter Kiss. <laughs> yes. Please. Great name. Yeah. Great game. Uh, Leading great score game. in the country. 25.1 a game. He's shooting. 45, yeah, 45.6 from, from field goals, 29.4. He is a gunner. He does not, he knows he's good. He is talking it up. He originally signed with Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac, however you say it. He was unanimous Metro Atlantic. Then he said, forget it, I'm out of here. I'm going big time. Went to Rutgers for a couple of years. Uh, barely appeared in any games. Well, actually started 12 games this sophomore year. Okay. Then did not play much in this junior. And then, uh, then he came back to Bryant and is tearing it up. How about that? Great name. So we'll see if Peter Kiss, they're going to be like a 16 seed, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, neck the so. neck winner is almost always a 16 seed and then loses in Dayton to like the SWAC champ or something. Yeah. So we may see him in Dayton. If not, he was kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Love a good gunner that likes to like stick out his tongue and play <laughs> to the crowd. Yeah. Let's get a provocateur yeah. there in Dayton. Let's go. Absolutely. We, it's been a while since Marshall Henderson, you know? We need somebody in that <laughs> role. <laughs> Peter Kiss. Be the, the man. Be the next Marshall Henderson. Yes. I do have to say, though, Dan, they, they, you get the, there, there was disappointment in your voice when you were saying that you only registered like two legitimate hard shots in the fight. You know? I, I, I watched the tape very closely. <laughs> very closely. Uh, first off, within seconds of the fight going on, my Twitter lit up with people <laughs> tell, informing me that there was a fight. <laughs> Text messages were coming in. Everyone was very excited for me that yes. there was a fight in the stands. I really was not in favor of this fight. I no. like a good, like, yeah, you know, player, like a, a football brawl is pretty safe. Yeah. I don't need like scared. grandma getting popped in the head here. So I have, right. I have a few standards, not many. <laughs> uh, let's keep it out of the stands. Yeah. But uh, you draw the line at grandma kiss taking on. Yeah. <laughs> grandma yeah. kiss. Yeah. Uh, but Brian needs to do a better job. Uh, you cannot let the rowdiest. Like if you see that there's a kid without a shirt on at the game, <laughs> yeah, you get him. You the say situation. we have another seat for you. We're gonna put yeah. you down somewhere else. Okay, <laughs> it's I don't want to. You know I don't want to profile, but generally, the shirtless guy, <laughs> the shirtless guy with the suspiciously and, large, and he, large, he may shop, have been innocent. Yeah. I don't know. He may eh, have been innocent. I don't. He probably wasn't innocent, but may have been. Yes, I, I don't know. But that's just a little too rowdy. So you you get yeah. a couple rows. You got some interns. You've got you know. Put put a couple people in there that you know yeah. will just they'll cheer, but they're not going to be not going to be anyway. So I'm going to I'm going to give Bryant the benefit of the doubt that Bryant is like probably never played in a game even remotely like that hyped. So they, uh, yeah. they, they probably didn't Innocent know what was happening. Yeah, I'm just I'm, al I'm alerting everybody in college athletics. <laughs> yes. Michigan State has been in many of them. They figured out how to stop this. That's right. Probably Because they were scared like Bobby Knight at one point was going to come into the stands and kick their student <laughs> sections in. Entirely possible. Or Juwan Howard. Uh, yeah. Let's make sure. Let's make sure Juwan uh, minds his manners today against Indiana. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So, uh, how about this one? Also in disciplinary news, Buddy Bayheim sucker punched a kid in the stomach. Inadvertent. <laughs> says Jim Bayheim. I, I I respect the consistency of Jim Bayheim to have an, any single time in for decades. Something has gone wrong in his program. His initial response is just complete dismissal. 
that's not really what happened. That's not a problem. Ah, it didn't. It's not the way it looked. It was inadvertent. It was this. It was that. You know, whether it's player behavior, whether it's, uh, you know, off the court when Charles Robinson and I were doing the uh, the fact that these players kept failing drug tests and kept playing basketball <laughs> story. This was at Yahoo like a decade ago. You know, and the answer to that is no, no. It's like, yes, actually, as a matter of fact, we know it's true. I'm like, no, no. Jim is very admirably consistent as his ability to just try to swat away whatever negative attention is coming to his program. We had a story once Woj and I wrote involved an agency and they were paying, you know, maybe paying some players or something. I, I'm, I'm a, I can't even remember the details, whatever it was. It, it, it was like second. It wasn't really the point of the story, but there were some like this kid might have gotten money. This kid got got money. So it's like it, it has to kind of come out. The story was about the I think the, the downfall of this agency. I'm going to keep it very general because I can't remember all the details. So I don't really care. Um, but it involved a Syracuse player and uh, we're at the Big East tournament at the time. And and we're like, look, this is the situation. I, we don't know. We're just letting you know that this is this is in some document or something like that. So Syracuse gets a little nervous. They go to Bayheim's hotel room to tell him what should we do, and Bayheim just like closes the door and just is like, yeah, uh, whatever. Like we'll deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> could have been an agent pay, and this was back when that was, you know, could have been an agent paying one of your players. He's like, I'm trying to get some sleep here, guys. Like, and this is like, I don't, we have no comment. I mean, literally, we have no comment. <laughs> I was like, that's absolutely phenomenal. He's like, I'm I will not allow this. Yeah. No big deal. Oh, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, many other places would have uh, already hired Von Shonick and King. Yeah, anyway, uh, right. uh, all good. All good. Uh, uh, Bayheim, the, the sucker punch. Uh, yeah. Definitely a sucker punch. I'm sorry. Yes. Not inadvertent. No, not I, I've inadvertent. I've watched much basketball. What was the, you know, it's like, it's always inadvertent, right? Grayson Allen, a million inadvertent oh, yeah. kicks right. and stomps. Brad Davis and, in Wisconsin. Yeah. No, there, they, there are a lot of shots to the midsection, let's say, that occur in basketball. And occasionally they get blatantly caught. And it's really hard to uh, lie your way out of it and say it was an accident. Because usually, some, sometimes it's been an accident. But not not usually and not this one. That's for sure. And so, Buddy Ball, Buddy Bayheim, who was not being the Florida State player's buddy, uh, is out against Duke today. Uh, this should be the end of the line for What's actually been the worst Syracuse team of Jim Beheim's 40, uh, however many years he's been there. They're going to, they lose today. They finish with a losing record, 16 and 17. Okay. So you, by the time you hear this, you will probably, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll probably know. know. Okay. In a somewhat un, uh, a related bit, uh, Bruce Weber, Kansas mm. State coach, is uh, resigning. I'm not sure he's retiring. Doesn't say retiring. He's resigning. After a tough season at Kansas State, had a lot of success at Kansas State. Yeah, uh, considering it's it's Kansas State, and obviously had great success at Illinois, Southern Illinois. Been around, I think, forty years. Really, really good guy. Great guy. Great One guy. of the nicest guys you're gonna yeah. you're honestly gonna meet. Interestingly, it is after their loss to West Virginia, he comes out and says, uh, you know, we did it with our guys graduating. And he says, I'm on the F NCA ethics committee. And on the meetings, I was told they were going to take care of people in the FBI stuff. This is the long ago FBI scandal. Uh, so I told someone, I'm going to grow my hair until something happens. Then he <laughs> held up his very long hair and says, obviously, I'm still growing. <laughs> That's the sad part of our business. Long Kruger told me the other day, think about all the guys in the FBI thing. They are in the NCA tournament except one. That must be Patino. So, and that's because they lost. So I'm not proud of what I, so I'm just proud of what I've done. Um, shot across the bow. 
which especially is, within the state of Kansas, you could say a shot across. You could the say a shot across the sunflower state. Yeah, uh, as Kansas battles for a one seed. Days after you reported, LSU finally received their notice of allegations. Yeah, uh, from the strong ass offer uh, investigation. Was it three years ago that we did the strong ass offer, or two? When, how it long was ago did three years to the day? That we wrote, we broke the news, you and I and Pete, of the strong ass offer Three to Javante years. Smart. I think he wrote it on papyrus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surprised there was even wire tech, wiretap technology that worked back then. Three years to the day after between the stories there, I wrote, the, obviously, the LSU one that they've gotten their notice of allegations. And three years ago was when we first wrote that story. And the March FBI 8. arrests were in 16. Is that it? Late 16? 17, September 17. 17. So we're at four and a half years uh, and counting for so, the, since the arrest. So Will Wade, Coach Strongass Offer, has made three full seasons. Is that Would that be right? Yeah, yeah, three seasons oh, yeah. at two point five million since we reported, and he refused to meet with his boss at the time, and got suspended from the NCAA. Uh, and then the yeah, the next year, the uh, yeah, incredible. Oh yeah, you can see and, why Bruce Weber might be a little chapped. <laughs> yeah, you can see that he's in the same state with Bill Self, who has gotten a lifetime contract since this broke. He's watched Will Wade rake in millions and now go to three straight NCAA tournaments. Uh, you see Bruce Pearl get a massive extension at Auburn. Sean Miller kept his job for several years, made a lot That's of money until he, till he got whacked. Mark Gottfried got another job at UC Northridge uh, after being out at uh, NC State. So, yeah, if I'm Bruce, I'm looking around and Bruce is not alone. I mean, he may be the only one who's publicly growing his hair in protest, but but there's a lot of other coaches who... well. It is my thing, and, and I, I understand he's in a tough spot. I really do, because I actually heard it from a bunch of people about this. He can finally say it because he was on his way out. But they really needed to say it all along. Absolutely. They all needed to say it, and they didn't. And it's it's a tough it's a tough position. You look like sour grapes and all of that. But, you know, I think we have a complicated spot with these stories. We we break we used to break a lot of them. We break it. Hey, mm -hmm. There's a strong-ass offer on a, on a, on a wiretap. I mean, that's news, okay? It's going to yes. end up eventually... When LSU decides to care, they're going to finally, um, you know, it's going to be a thing. There were rules all along, and these rules tried to subvert capitalism, open markets, which didn't work. There was an underground market. That said, there were people in college basketball who did not want to participate in that open market, underground market. Bruce Weber, you know, I always say is basically a lot of gray hats. No one's completely, but there's certainly... There are a lot of shades of gray and a guy like Bruce Weber had to compete without being able to do that. Okay, fine. I, I would not doubt that. Uh, there's a lot of coaches, a lot of assistant coaches who had to give up on being college coaches, couldn't, couldn't do March Mad, couldn't do this because they didn't want to be a part of that. So, you know, I blame the NCA for creating a system that was so easily exploited and so obviously going to be exploited. I also think there is blame to those coaches that just said yeah we we just don't care about these rules and but and so even if i disagree with the ncaa rules doesn't necessarily mean these are still the rules right um me personally i think buddy behan should be able to punch anyone he wants in the stomach when they're not looking but that's the rule so you, you know i feel for those coaches and i know a lot of them that just had to leave they wanted to be college basketball coaches and they couldn't and it, it's it's like anything it's if you're the financial planner that lost his client to 
Bernie Madoff. And 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 because and because the guy goes, look, this Bernie Madoff guy saying I'm going to get 16 percent every single year for the next 30 years. And you're going, dude, I, I, nobody can promise that. Right. Well, look, at he did. He did. He's doing it. And so they leave. And yeah, that guy ends up getting busted and loses all his money. But you lost the chance. You lo- Your business lost his business, right? So any business where people are violating the rules is disappointing. So I thought it was worth noting Bruce Weber came out and, and said a few things. And, and there is, a, there is a, a segment of the coaching population that is cheering him on greatly on that and a, a lot of ex-coaches that are cheering him on like that. No doubt, including the, his mentor who he mentions in, the, uh, in his, that six-minute uh, video. And I do recommend people watch it because it's, it's great not just for that, that, that Bruce called some people out, but it, there's just a lot of kind of perspective on his uh, time as a coach that was really good. <laughs> and, uh, but one, his mentor, Gene Cady, and he did tell a hell of a story about driving nine hours to interview with Gene Cady and Cady forgot and was out of the country. Had <laughs> <laughs> left the country. Weber's trying to get into the business. Shows up at Western Kentucky. Uh, no, Coach Cady's not in. Well, do you know when he'll be back? Yeah, like in a week. He's in France or whatever. Um, but anyway, no, Cady was a guy who prided himself on playing things pretty well by the book. I can't say 100% because who the hell really knows, but uh, I was talking to him for a story on Purdue uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I went through the list of schools that he lost to in the NCAA tournament in the 80s, and it's like Memphis 1984, hmm. Auburn 85, hmm. like Vegas 86. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like there was there were times when, yeah, his livelihood was impacted by losing to teams that ended up on probation or – there was at least a a suspicion that things were not all necessarily on the up and up. Yeah, tough uh, tough spot. So look at you know we're not I'm not I, we celebrate the cheaters often here. I'll, I'll tip my hat to the uh, the ones that didn't. Uh, at, right after I tell a story about Jim Beheim just being like, ah, whatever. <laughs> um, it's college basketball, man. It's college basketball. Yeah, I mean, there's part of it. It's like you get into that business, right? That's like I like you don't get into politics unless you're going to get name called, right? Like, you know, it's unfortunate reality. Of the yeah. No, Some things are just, it's, it's meant to be a free for all. It's like going into the Bryant student section. <laughs> you know, you're going to get a, you're going to get a drink thrown at you. You may get to punch somebody though. You are in Vegas. You have been watching uh, basketball. Uh, I know you saw some uh, Gonzaga. Yep. They won the West coast conference. Uh, it seems to me they will clinched up the number one overall seed. The selection committee is already in Indy. They got there Wednesday and like set set things up. Yeah, they've already got like twenty seven teams in the field. Uh, yeah, it seems like this could get done in less time than five days. Do <laughs> you think? Uh, have you done the mock bracket thing? Remember when they used no, to do that? No, okay. I never do it. Uh, I've been I asked because they say if I come, then I won't make fun of them. And I said, well, then yeah, what right. I do? Well, then yeah. that wouldn't be fun. No, exactly. I, I don't believe. See, they, they do that mock bracket and they say, oh, it's really. It's not the mock. Give me five days. I want the five day treatment. I want the steaks. I want the pedicures. The man. I never get paid. I want the hotel suite. I'm not coming down to Indy for two hours and a box lunch. No, say want the whole baby. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah. Want it? We're gonna do the mock. Let's do the mock. Let's go. It. Uh, it is. I mean, it is a mind numbing exercise. I mean, it's. It obviously they do it with great deal of, of, of they try and thoroughness and all that stuff. But, but it is absolutely mind numbing when you get to the point of like comparing these teams over and over and over to these other teams. And I, I, I would think that 
after five days, the committee, they got to be just stumbling out of there like, my God, can I please have part of my sanity back? I would end up hating like my, all my other committee members. I don't know. You I, would. I barely get through an hour with you every couple yeah. of days. <laughs> <laughs> five days. Yeah. Your natural loathing for committees and meetings and that sort of thing, you would not last. You would not be a good. I'd be like, we need to pair up Syracuse against Wagner so we can get a good fight going. Syracuse isn't even in the field. I don't care. <laughs> Put them in. Put them in. Nobody's paying attention. You guys, you guys always just throwing people in and like some some Mountain West team that went 28 and one didn't get in. So you're always doing this. Yeah, I would be setting up nasty rivalry games. It would be. Yeah, I would not be good on this committee. They're like, well, you can't do that. Like says, Woo, I can do it. Um, all right. Anyway, Gonzaga, pr probably number one overall seed. OK, here's the question. Can they win it, Pat? Is this team going to win it? Now, look, they had a very good season last year. They lost the finals. So it's not like they, they but it's like, is this the year? They've been to the finals twice, 2017, 2021, uh, 17. They, they were certainly in the game last year. They got punked by Baylor. They can win it. I'm not saying they will win it because, I mean, they have flaws. But this there there is no super team this year. Maybe they're the overall number one. Maybe Arizona is. The one thing with Gonzaga that I still, I watch them, they, they are fun to watch. Offensively, they're fast and they flow and they pass the ball and they make shots. And, you know, they do not stand around by any means. They, they get stuff done offensively. My question is, has it just been too easy for them as it often is in the West Coast Conference and they become complacent and they get casual for five possessions and you can't do that when you're playing against Arizona or Kentucky Baylor or Kansas or Duke, probably. So there's that. And then just physically, how tough are they? Uh, Chet Holmgren is not the question mark there. He may be seven foot one and like 195 and the skinniest looking human being you've ever seen. He will not get pushed around. And he get the ball knocked away occasionally, but he will stand his ground. Drew Timmy's the question mark. Can he perform the way he is used to performing against teams that will push him around? Can he rebound against them? And can he defend, most importantly? So. Drew Timmy good. Is he a good player, Pat? <laughs> I still he, don't know. He is a good player. He is a good player. Sometimes now. he's really good, and sometimes I'm not so sure. Well, that's you know what? I think you you rough him up and things get a little bit difficult for him. He doesn't have a lot of weight in his lower body. As I said, when I was watching him against Baylor, he's light in the ass. All right. So skipping you can, leg you can, day. Skipping leg day. Yeah, he needs to skip and leg day, squat day, absolutely. He uh he needs a little needs a little heft and uh, uh some willingness to be able to bang and play through contact there. Is he good? Yes. There, is there a reason he's not in the NBA yet? Yes. All eyes are going to be on them. Uh, it's a wide open year too. It's not like one of these years where it's like that you get to the finals and you know uh like that Anthony Davis Kentucky's stand across the way or you know like there's just this this team out there that you're just like oh god I don't know yeah. how we're beating them no and like, like last year with Baylor and Gonzaga were clearly the two best teams from December onward that's not the case this year yeah no yeah they really were and they, and they made it good for them all right one more interesting story from championship week uh Bellerman wins the Atlantic Sun and doesn't get the bid which not then only goes that, to Jacksonville State, which beat them. Yeah, the the other team in the A Sun final did not get the bid. It was a team that lost in the semifinals. College. Oh, basketball. it wasn't even them. All right. No. So, yeah. It, so it was Jacksonville it was, State. Bellarmine played Jacksonville in the championship. Oh, <laughs> but not Jacksonville State. <laughs> yeah, right. Jacksonville I got State. 
Jacksonville State lost to Jacksonville in the semifinals, <laughs> but still gets to go because they were the regular season champions. Who's so, on first, Pat? Who's on yeah. first? Um, yes, Jacksonville is a school in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville State is in Jacksonville, Alabama. Right. Yes. Okay. Unfortunate um, that they're both in the same conference. Really unfortunate that they that they both exist. We don't need the Atlantic two Jacksonvilles. Sun. We don't need them. So. Right. It's it's like a it's like a second rate casino. <laughs> <laughs> they still let you smoke like at the tables. <laughs> Although maybe they do everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, the old A Sun. All right. So the problem was Bellerman uh transitioned from uh division two to division one, and you have to sit out for four years. You're not eligible. Uh the A Sun said, screw it, we'll let you play in the in the in the event anyway. Um, I actually am okay with it. Yeah, with them being not being in the big dance. Uh, that one, okay, so the reason they can't be in the big dance is because if if you just let everyone jump in, there's going to be like 500 teams. Now, maybe that'd be fun. Like, you know, I went to, I attended Greektown Casino College in Detroit. And <laughs> they we, could field a team. Right. We Well, we talked about it. We certainly <laughs> sure. talked about it. Uh, <laughs> like, just let them all, anybody gets in, right? Why not? You know, we had a good recruiting base. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> bet you did. <laughs> Right there in Detroit, there was a lot of players. We had some guys. We could have put a team together. I don't know. Maybe you let them all in, or they, they don't want to for whatever reason. There's already 358 teams. There's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot. So, I mean, Bellerman, I did not know a lot about, I'm going to admit. But uh, so they do that to try to keep keep this just the, you know, gold rush running in. Try, I, I don't, the A-Sun would have like 35 teams in it. I guess I don't really care. That's their rule. But I, I say, hey, if you could win the conference title, win the conference title. I mean, whatever. Good for them. They want it. Yeah. No. I, I, the other I mean, team gets in. I mean, it's a little clunky and awkward, but yeah, there's I, a lot I, of people expressing insane outrage over this. Like, oh, you're so upset about the sanctity of the Atlantic Sun basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Bellerman and two Jacksonvilles. Like, what? You don't even know. Which, I didn't even know which team was which. Well, how, how, how outraged can I get? How outraged can I get? You can usually manufacture some outrage, but uh, no, this uh, I, I I'm glad they let him in the tournament. I think that's sporting. Let's see who's the best team in our conference. But I the 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 rules that you have to sit out for four years. I don't fully understand. Like why why four years and it used like, to be five. <clears throat> yeah, it did, it did it did, but still, like they want to make a- sure that you're tr- you're actually legitimately going to invest in. Right. In division one level resources and stuff. So you can't just sit there and say, hey, we got a pretty good little team here and we're like Colby College. Let's yeah. let's let's jump in and try to play D1 for a year and see what happens. Yeah, and so jump back know. out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, there there's big entry fees you pay to get into these conferences, you know, and X is there? I, I, I don't think <laughs> it's, the not Atlantic that, it's not that easy to win. I mean, no, it's not like thirty five million, but you still got to pay some. So it's, you know, you can't like just when they jump started in and jump out on a par- whim because you put together five good guys. It's like they started charging for parking in the Vegas casinos. That's all it is. <laughs> the A-Sun, you can get in. <laughs> Minimum bed at the table. It's a casino. I'm not convinced that this is not a casino. <laughs> it might be a sun, you know, the Probably Atlantic there sun. The Gulf you Coast said to Biloxi. someone, what are you doing tonight? And they say there's a tournament at the Atlantic sun. Are they going to think <laughs> basketball or like poker? Uh, it's 50, 50. 
could be this is maybe this is a Biloxi or Tunica casino. They need to trade one Jacksonville for like, you know, again, <laughs> got to trade a Jacksonville. <clears throat> College sports doesn't need two Jacksonvilles. I'm not sure. And like the United <laughs> States doesn't need two towns. Sure we need one. I don't no. know. Talk about uh, no. talk about stakes. The winner stays the Jacksonville in the in the tournament in the next. Oh, next yeah, that should have been other. it. <laughs> winner gets Jacksonville. I mean, just so is this Jack? You know how like you know like Mississippi looks down on Mississippi State. Like, well, you're the state. Like, does the Jacksonville guys walk around sneering at the Jacksonville State guys? Like, <laughs> we got a beach. We're Jacksonville. Tonight? You. You're Jacksonville yeah, State. They do, you do have a beach, yes, correct. But still, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Jacksonville, Florida either. But Bellarmine did there one beautiful thing out of this. Bellarmine is located in Louisville. Small Catholic school, Highlands neighborhood, nice little campus. But, I mean, you, you blink and you've driven past. You don't even see it. Uh, the great thing they did after winning the championship, Scotty Davenport, the coach there, has the trophy taken to Kearns Corner Tavern. One of the great dive bars in America, and my personal favorite dive bar yeah, in Pat, Louisville. Pat, uh, that's a that's a stronghold for Pat. It is. It's a stronghold. When I saw the pictures pop up on Twitter of the A Sun Trophy on the bar, it Why just warmed not my heart. I, oh, I was very sad I wasn't there. That's no, a better terrible, party than Vegas. That's good. Yeah. They sure Kern's, do that. They bring it around. Kern's Corner. There was always horse racing on the TVs. You can probably make a wager or two. And they only take cash. So yeah. it's it's Sounds my reputable. kind of place. Great cheeseburgers, <laughs> great grilled cheese, great chili. And the Sounds A-Sun reputable. trophy. Talk to Bob at the corner. He might know a guy about, about your <laughs> racing. <laughs> a little action on the 6th out of Del Mar. That's right. <laughs> uh, Bobby down there he's, might be someone, might be a guy you need to know. I think they should all take their their trophies around. Like It's like when people win the Stanley Cup. It's yeah. not uncommon for play, you know, the play, every player gets it for a day. And it's all you see these pictures of guys, uh, you know, so and so walked in with the cup, and I'm at this bar and chugging beers out of it, and or, you know, yeah, getting posing no, with it or whatever. It's phenomenal. Real quick, I just one more. Scotty Davenport, the coach there, when he was a high school coach at Ballard High School in Louisville, at Allen Houston, among other players, uh, when they won the high school state championship in 1988, I believe. Did the same thing. Took the Sweet 16 high school trophy to Mayor's Tavern when that was still a thing. And the guy who called the game for ESPN Scholastic Sports America went with him to Mayor's Tavern for an all-nighter. That's Chris Fowler, as it turned out wow. to be a young, enterprising reporter. Yeah, That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. See, wow. You got outing Chris Fowler. I absolutely. I'm sure he's <laughs> statue of limitations. Um <laughs> Were you there that all night? I was not. No. Okay. Scotty okay. told me this story a couple of years ago. You know, for a guy who spends a lot of time at Kern's uh, Tavern, you don't seem to uh, Kern's Corner. You seem to not be there on the big nights. I. You it's know like what? They not. Um, they don't like. They don't let you know when the good stuff's happening. <laughs> it's probably true. Probably don't, true. Yeah. Call the regulars. Chris Fowler's yeah. here. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. All right. I want to get into this. This is a because uh, 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 a lot of college basketball talk. I mean, anything we come up with is going to be irrelevant. <laughs> we have no yeah. idea. Right. Um, 53 games in. happening. Yeah, because Syracuse is up on Duke right now. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, boy. Win one for Buddy. Oh, yeah. Bring uh, back the puncher for the semifinals. That would be an upset. Nebraska versus Syracuse in the play-in game, in the uh, Dayton. That's what they need to set uh -oh. up when they both storm. By them. all means. All right. So, it's hiring season. And I, I have a theory that I want to have you you 
you can bat around and tell me if I'm wrong or right. Uh, Georgia, uh, let's start, I'm going to make this a specific case, but this is a general point. So I looked up Georgia. Georgia fired Tom Crean. Georgia had its first NCAA appearance, tournament appearance, in 1983. The tournament started in 1939. <laughs> okay, They never made it until 83 with, a, with a, a team that went 9 and 9 in the SEC, Hugh Durham. They reached the Final Four. Yeah. Best season ever in school history. Since then, which is almost uh, 40 years, they've been back 11 times. They've won six games total. The second best season in the history of Georgia was a 96 Tubby Smith-led yep. Sweet 16 team. Yep. Upset Purdue in the second round. This is the probably the worst performing program that has potential of any in the country. Yeah. How the were... hell is Georgia this bad? Yeah. No. They, they should not be. I mean, nothing. Your second best season is a sweet 16, 20, Never. almost 20 years, 25 years ago. They have tried through the years. They have hired everybody. They hired up and coming mid-major coaches like Tubby yep. Smith, Dennis mm -hmm. Felton, things like that. Mark Fox. Uh, yep. Yep. Mark Fox. They hired national championship coach and Jim Herrick. Yep. They hired a final four coach in Tom Crean that was had just been at Indiana. They've promoted it in within Ron Jersa. They oh, have yeah. had white coaches, black coaches, old coaches, young coaches, coaches, local coaches, <laughs> coaches yeah. from all. They've tried it all. Okay. So here's my thing. If you're Georgia, why not sit there and say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go and offer. We got all sorts of money. We're going to offer like eight million bucks and hide, try to hire or some big number because you're going to have to pay big uh, and try to hire Don Staley from South Carolina. Mm hmm. A female coach of a male team. Now, bear with me. Yeah. Yeah. They don't start getting all fired up. This has nothing to do with uh, some like progressiveness or anything like that. This isn't like, oh, this would be great if a woman is finally a coach of a men's team. Uh, that's not my point here. My point here is this is exploiting a market weakness. Yeah. Uh, this also, I will start saying Don Staley or any other female coach does not need men's basketball to have a career. Oh, no, no more than no. Gino Ariema needed men's basketball to do. Don Staley makes like $2.9 million a year and has a 27-2 and two team that could win another national championship. She just won a gold medal. She probably would look at the Georgia job and say, what are you, crazy? But my main point is this. Okay, so it's not a Don Staley thing. It's, not, it's just, I'm just saying. College basketball, men's college basketball, is one of the last things on earth that eliminates half the candidate pool based on just 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 does it's 2022 this is the last thing we have we have women officers in the military we have doctors lawyers judges supreme court judges governors senators ceos dentists uh, auto like you name it we have it right we've gotten yeah. past a lot of this in men's basketball i don't think there's even a woman assistant coach well there, there might is, not there's, be you know, there might at be the one. NBA level, obviously, there is. NBA I, has some. And there have been some in the past in college, but at the moment, Very I, few. I, I, don't I don't think, think there is one. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a market weakness, okay? I'm not doing this because Georgia should go hire, anyone else should go hire the best possible coach. Not say, let's go make a statement, okay? But what I'm saying is, if you were going in for surgery tomorrow, and they said, we have the number one female surgeon in America over here, and you can have her surgery, or we got number 468 of the men. <laughs> right. And he got fired from his last job. Or we don't really know he's never done a surgery. 
Okay, if you're facing a long prison sentence and a trial and they say, we've got this guy over here, he wins some of his cases, loses some. We got the undefeated number one female defense attorney over on this side. Who are you picking? (laughs) I don't know if a woman can handle the stress of a trial. I mean, this is a unbelievable market inefficiency. At some point, someone's going to say, what am I doing? I am going over retreaded coaches. We have tried everything at Georgia. Every single conceivable coaching hire, they all were bad other than Tubby Smith and Hugh Durham to a degree. But even then, Hugh, I mean, it was like one good year and it was one good run. That was it. Uh, Tubby Smith was good and then he bailed. Yeah, he went to Kentucky. Thoughts on that? Then I'm going to tell why it's not just a good idea, but even a better idea. But what are your thoughts on that? Um, No, I I think you're 100% correct that they are overlooking people who would be absolutely be successful coaching men, women. Uh, you know, the, you're right. You said one of the very few professions. I immediately thought football coaching, basketball coaching, priesthood. It's about it. You know, where, <laughs> where they're keeping I mean, the women out. baseball coaching, male sports <laughs> well, base, is about yeah, it. Right, other sports, yeah. But basketball, I think especially, we have so many women who have demonstrated their ability to coach, their ability to connect with young people, to motivate, to X and O, to, you know, do everything they need to do to be good coaches. And I think that can absolutely translate. In the swimming world, there's, there are female coaches of men's teams or, or combination teams, co-ed teams, and they do well. A lot of them do very, very well. So, you know, it, it can be done. It absolutely can be done. I just think that there is such a reticence to do it. As you said, it would take a lot of money and it would take some school that would be willing to handle, you know, the some of the Cro-Magnon backlash. What are we doing? Why, is she, why, are we, why don't we do that? She can't relate to these guys, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? Give them a chance. Hey, Tennessee probably should have hired Pat Summit to coach the men a long time ago if she would have. If uh, she would have. Yeah. Stanford and again, she didn't need to. She's a no. legend. Right. So Stanford, like Stanford I, could have used Tara Vanderveer on the men's side, but they had Mike Montgomery, so they had a good coach there. But I, I talked to the athletic director at St. Joseph's uh, a couple of years ago when they hired a coach, and I'm going to screw up names here, but she had been an assistant AD at Notre Dame, and she got the job at St. Joe's, and she was like, well, why why shouldn't I hire Muffet McGraw? Well, yeah. Like, well, you know, maybe you should. And she's like, hell yeah, Muffet McGraw could do the job. But Muffet McGraw didn't want to do the job. She already had a good job. So you got to find somebody that wants to do it, is willing to take it on. But uh, and, and then yes, that's the problem. Done. Like, And, and I, I'm going to say this. I, my apologies to Joni Taylor, who is the women's basketball coach at Georgia, and she's doing a great job. They're going to the NCAA tournament, too. So I just don't know Joni Taylor. I got to I've known. um Dawn Staley a little since she played on the, I covered her Olympic team when she played. She was a two-time NCAA player of the year and uh, at Virginia, an All-American. She played, uh, she's a six or seven-time WNBA All-Star. She won, I think, three gold medals as a player at USA Basketball. And then she, I just covered her again last summer when she coached the women's basketball team. Yeah. So I'm using her as my example, and, and it's it's my own fault for not knowing all the women's basketball coaches. I'm just using, she's a, everyone knows Dawn Staley. If you don't think Don Staley can coach men, you've never met Don Staley. Right. I mean, forget it. This this woman is a leader. Okay. Now let's go. So let's go to the question. Could could a woman coach men? Well, we've we've been through all this with could a woman lead men? Could we all have female bosses? We all. I mean, of course. Yeah. Like of course. All you yes. care about as an employer or a player is not how you relate to the coach, but does the coach put you in position to succeed? Does your boss right. put you in position to succeed? Right. 
That's yes. I, I, I don't care what my boss, who my boss is, as long as they do that. Right. No, exactly. So if it's it, it's just it's not even a thought for anybody else in any other profession. Now, not all professions are doing, you know, 50 50 and everything's right. But I'm just talking about one. Here's the here's the side thing. So you say, well, what about recruiting? And that was always for a long time, I think. There will be players that say, heck no, I'm not playing for a woman. I want to play for a man. That's just, there's going to be. But you know what else there is? There's a lot of players that say, heck no, I'm not going to play at some Jesuit school in Spokane, Washington in the WCC. Right. That ain't for me. Mm -hmm. But there are some, enough to be number one every year, that say yes. Some say, I don't want to play for Coach. Some play, I'm dying to play for Coach K. Some say, I hate that guy. I want to beat him. I'm going to go to the other school. There, recruiting is never, there's this perfect candidate out. There will be people who say, oh yeah, I love Don Staley. Don Staley walks into North Philly and recruits whoever the best player in Philadelphia is. She's going to get that kid. Yeah. Like if they had ever hired her at Penn State or something, holy cow. Oh, hell. Again, why would she take that job? I have no idea. She wouldn't, yeah. but we're just going with it. But here's the other thing. Now this has changed because the one thing I would say, and this kind of goes back to the Weber thing. I would say, well, recruiting is not about how good you do in the living room or whether you relate to the player. A lot of recruiting is, does so-and-so buy you said player? Right. Oh, Can sure. you get the bag man at Nike and Adidas to buy you the players? Can you can you relate to every single person surrounding these top prospects? Because without the great players, and it is very, very hard to do. And to just walk in, I w- Gino Arama would have had this problem. You oh, just go sure. from women yeah. to men, and then you're trying to navigate the recruiting scene. Virtually impossible, because you just don't know all these guys. And you don't know where the bodies are buried or who to trust or who not. It's a very, recruiting is very, very challenging. It's not what you see in the movies where a guy walks in, sits down in the living room and gives this inspired speech. And the mom goes, I love this guy. You go play for him. You don't get in the living room. Right. Okay. But with the NIL, it's above table now. Yeah. Okay. And imagine this. Imagine if Georgia could get Don Staley. Let's say Don Staley goes to Georgia or Joni Taylor, or anyone else, the first female coach, how fired up is Nike uh, to throw yeah. down with that team? Oh, yeah. And Gatorade, yeah. and everybody else. You want NIL money? They, it, because whether, I, I, I don't do it because it's trailblazing, but man, there'll be a lot of people cheering you on sure. because it's trailblazing. Georgia basketball, which has been irrelevant for forever, basically, as we just went through, is all of a sudden the hottest. It, it's enormous. Yeah. Ticket sales. Oh. Everywhere yep. you go, media attention, NIL money. If somebody could hire Don Staley, if Georgia could hire Don Staley, it would be enormous. And so don't hire her. Again, I don't think she'd go. But don't hire her because it's the right thing to do for the world. You sit there and go, I'm going, this is, this woman has the best chance to change my program and win us big. That's why you hire her. And part of it is because she's a female. Don't apologize for that. No, take advantage of your advantages. Uh, you know, and that would be one of them. Now, again, yes. I What percentage of recruits wouldn't want to play for a woman coach? I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit higher than percentage of people who don't like Coach K. Like, you might have a little bit right. more of an impediment to that, at least to start with. But I think you also would have plenty who would have no problem with it. And once again, if you start winning, then everything else becomes And the automatic. money's there. Well, and that, I mean, your point, like, Nike would leap at the chance to market that and back that. 
and I think a lot of other people would as well. Uh, that, I think my thing is the money flows. You are now bankrolled in big ways. You are part of history. You are bankrolled. Or you're Georgia basketball. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, right. I don't yeah. care. Georgia basketball, chapter 78 of trying some some coaching, you know. I, again, maybe the next work. guy works, but why if you have the number one in this, why and, and you're a program that's done nothing, why not try it? That's it's my theory. I think NIL changes the the the, the, the dynamics there. You also would have to have a school that is used to doing trailblazing things and would want to stick with it. Right. Okay. You'd have right. to have patience. You'd have to have all sorts of stuff. You'd have to find the right coach. There's a million things to it, but I'm just sitting there going is all these programs are going to hire and you're literally kicking half the thing out because you assume you assume that a woman can't coach men or you assume recruits won't come when in fact it might lead to, it should lead to more recruits because of the enormous NIL banking the, the the paradigm of that has changed yeah yeah somebody needs to somebody will eventually try it i don't know who and i don't know when but someone's gonna try it and and and, and they should a lot of them should try it the, the other problem is one guy you know one coach tries and they don't do well but um no one's done well at georgia i'm just looking at georgia going <laughs> back to the drawing board yeah for sure uh when your second greatest season is a sweet 16 <laughs> that was 26 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Utter failure. It's, I mean, it just is. And it's not because you haven't hired guys that won other places that, you know, all of these guys have been successful. All right. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my theory. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be tested anytime soon. I expect no women will get interviewed for anything. We don't even have an assistant coach. Yeah. Wetzel's the Wetzel search firm would be, that'd be a, that'd be a fun second career for you. I think you should. I mean, it's, at some point you like literally at some point, like years ago, they were like, yeah, I, I, there's no way a woman could be a surgeon. No way a woman yeah. could be a doctor. Like that, people thought uh, that. A military like, officer. That's that's one of the big ones. Well, yeah, and, and maybe you could sit there and say, "Well, look, this is a, a very unique challenge." But they said, "Woman can't be the lead attorney." Heck, what? And you're like, "What?" You, now you look back and what? Look at I wrote a uh, Glory Road was like, "Well, we can't have African American players. They they're right. going to do this." That, I mean, like oh, what? Yeah. I mean, now it's 1966. Right. Not that long ago. Yeah. Like, no, no. In yes. my lifetime. But maybe you can have a couple, but you can't have five of them. My God, what would happen? Yeah. They win. Right. That's what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Texas Western exploited a market inefficiency. Mm -hmm. This is a weird market inefficiency. Somebody. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying, I mean, and then like, what are the gambles here? Like next year. Okay. Hubert Davis, never been a head coach. He's got Carolina. John Shire, right. never been a head coach. He's getting Duke. Right. Yeah. Yeah, those anyone got any idea there? No. Like Don Staley? Come on. So I don't know. I Don's doing all right. I think she's gonna win another title and sit around as the Olympic be, coach. That, that's time. one. That's the, the women's side looks like the men's side did last year. It's like South Carolina and Stanford are up here and everybody else is it was a great Kentucky game that Kentucky women beat the that was an awesome ending. Yeah, but that, to me, if I'm Don Staley, I'm like perfect. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. We're still gonna be number one seed. I can yell at my kids for the next 10 days. This mm -hmm. is gonna be great. All right, on to important news. This uh this this got this got sent to us. We have a couple that got sent to us a lot. We detailed, we really brought the world uh the news of Cluck Norris, the very yes. angry rooster yes. in the Charlotte area who tried to fight all of the dogs <laughs> at uh, animal at shelter. The animal shelter to the point where they had to get someone they had to beg someone to take Cluck Cluck Norris out of the animal shelter. He was <laughs> 
It's like had to go to a supermax somewhere. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I, I know you're a big Brazilian uh, soccer fan. Oh, um, huge. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get Atletico enough. Atletico Mineiro. My favorite. Um, yeah. Favorite team. Well, um, they are the roosters. They have okay. a rooster uh, mascot. I don't know what they're they, for whatever reason. That's their their thing. He's a he's a human in a mascot costume. He has been suspended for one game for intimidatory. I don't see that word every often. He intimidated the other team after a goal. <laughs> the players or the other mascot? The other players. He charged really? the players as they were celebrating. This mascot was having none of it. Huh? Charged them? Charged them and used an intimidatory gesture. Okay. We can only imagine what that was. Well, they have video. We In have Brazil? Have, oh, there's, oh, there's video. Okay. Yeah, he just ran up at him. He's been suspended. So a lot of people sent that in, that this is the Cluck Norris. Uh, <laughs> Cluck his, Norris his, of human chickens? Yeah, yeah okay. the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> I think we found a spot for a boy Cluck. We got to send him down there. Yeah. Yeah. Say hello. That's especially while our, while our dude's suspended. Send yeah, Cluck I mean, in, and I think some... they may find out they've got the real badass chicken then. I, I... Like they do with Mike the Tiger in Death Valley, where you got to run past him for warm-ups. You stick him in a little cage right there, and he's going to be freaking out. I wouldn't want to play that game. <laughs> Absolutely bring, not. Bring him out. Get him put, him on, put him on a leash. To Sao Paulo. Next plane to Sao Paulo. Get him down there. Yeah. Remember we did? We did one time. We had a, like a runaway chicken or rooster that they had put on a leash outside Cracker Barrel, too. Yeah, and then there was that other one that was loose in Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, that they yeah. could that was waking up the neighborhood <laughs> until a hero from St. Louis who claimed to be a rooster expert came and captured him. Remember that? Yeah, we are the podcast of all <laughs> rooster related. I gotta say, we did a lot of rooster stories out yeah. of this. Um, a lot of rooster stories. Okay, this is the other one that was most sent to us, and for good reason. Um, I just don't even know what to say about this. Here's a headline from Axios: Giant spiders are expected to drop from the sky across the East Coast this spring. I have some reporting on this. Do you? All right. Okay, I'm going to read the basic and then tell on the me ground. more. And then, on the ground. We an have, invasive okay. species of spider the size of a child's hand is expected to colonize the entire East Coast this spring by parachuting down from the sky. <laughs> Researchers at the University of Georgia announced last week. <laughs> then hey, Axios, you ever write Axios? Like they don't redo a story. I need right. the Daily Mail on this. Yeah. Why yeah. it matters. That's what it says next. So, like breaks it down. Well, I'll tell you why it matters. I don't think I need to know. I need a damn spider landing on my head from the sky. They're expected to begin ballooning up and down the East Coast as early as May. They can tolerate cold weather, but are harmless to humans as their fangs are too small to break human skin. But okay. still. Well, it, I mean, and maybe Sully can answer this for me then. But like, why are they airborne spiders? Why Why are they parachuting? Why are they falling from and the where sky? Where are they coming from? Yeah, right. Like, are they coming the from parachute a... parachute guy a, came from a, a C-130, plane. a B-52, piloted by big arachnid coming over and just, like, dropping them or what? Get these I, guys to the Ukraine. So I have some people that live in Atlanta, some of my old college buddies, and there there are mm -hmm. pictures already surfing, surfacing of these nasty little bastards. And evidently, really? they're named. They started in Japan at one point, and they're named after some vicious demon, uh, like okay. in in Japan. So right. I don't trust the science here, guys. I, I I don't care if it could. It's like the daddy long leg. I, they say it's the most poisonous spider, but it won't pierce your skin. Well, I'm not trying it. 
Like, I, hell no, I, I don't care. I don't care what, what, what some, some nerd and at, at Bellarmine university spider, you know, arachnid doctor is telling me I, if it's as big as a child's hand, I'm running the other way or I'm swatting um, it. Yeah. But again, where are they come? Why are they coming from the sky? Where are they? Do where they, are they, they coming from? They don't like a fly. tree. We, are they yeah, coming from the top of a tree? Are they like the maybe, squirrel to climb the tree? Maybe. Where's maybe. Owen? Oh, and the cat. Oh, yeah. Our our tree climber for the cat that you just viciously discredited. Is there a C-130 transport plane that's dropping? They could travel up to 50 to 100 miles through the wind. A University of Georgia. University of Georgia person says. What? What? They they just leap and the wind carries them? I mean, this this is very interesting. These are bad. I, we had the murder hornets. We survived that influx. I don't know whether we survived parachuting spiders, even if they're allegedly not poisoned or not, not going to. According to, according to Nancy Hinkle, uh, at, uh, a doctor at Georgia, this is wonderful. This is exciting. Spiders are our friends. They're out here catching all the pests we don't want. <laughs> this sounds like the rat guy, too. You know, they all like these miserable, <laughs> awful creatures. The academic people who like spiders and rats. Yeah, I ain't trusting this I, one. I don't want a spider landing on me. I just no. that's gross. No. The hundred and first airborne of of spiders. I do not want any part of that. No, eh, that's close to not too far from me. I'll be on the lookout. Uh, all right, and then uh, we have this finally. Um, to ca- ca- case it could get any weirder. Um, you want a headline? I'm going to click on. You want clickbait? Headline, box of human heads stolen from a truck in Denver. <laughs> That's going to get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I clicked for you. What's the Wetzel clickbait? I have footage, footage of brawl at sporting events. <laughs> box of human heads. Click here. Aggressive rooster. Okay. Bush yeah. light. Yeah. Um, I have questions. First yeah. off, yeah. why is there a box of human heads? B, who would steal such a thing? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what is what? the value? What are you going to do Denver? with this? In, well, I don't know. Uh, human remains. They were stolen out of a medical truck in Denver's Central Park neighborhood. Russell Wilson, if you're listening, I'm not sure you want to go to Denver. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you yes, may you not. Do. There's time to uh, turn Russell, around. No, I tell you, Russell, it's all fine. It's all fine. We'll we'll apprehend the head thief. Yeah, someone broke into a box truck, took a dolly, and and wheeled it off. Uh, the blue and white cardboard box was 20 by 15 by 18 inches with science care written on the size. Um, did they know it was a human head? I don't know. Um, yeah, the, the issue is bastard that stole it thinking he's well, got that, like that, some sort of expensive gear and then he opens it up and yeah. there's a bunch of frozen heads. Yeah. Right. He's fr- you think he's stolen, stolen some good narcotics, you know, some drugs or whatever. And you open he it thought up it was the onion, the onion meth guy. <laughs> it was the, right? That was it. They yeah. thought it was the meth delivery. And he, oh boy, he got a freaking eyeful. Woo! Bunch yeah. of human heads. Um, we have questions, of course. Uh, we we credit W uh, uh, K. I'm sorry, not W K D V R. Uh, they're on it. Why would someone steal these heads? What's the end goal? Um, okay, so uh, these belong to Science Care. It's a program for people wanting to donate their bodies to science. So you donate your head. Apparently, I mean, and these guys collect them. I mean, I guess if you're going to donate organs and, and stuff and your body, then you, I guess you have to put up with a beheading in the afterworld. Well, 
you know? Uh, we have uh, this guy, Michael Berg. He's a Colorado attorney. He's been involved in these kind of cases. <laughs> of course, there's always an attorney, <laughs> the expert. Sure. Yeah. Who had heads? How did they get the heads? What was the purpose of getting the heads? And obviously, they refused to talk to you, he said. Um, or he said, presented these rhetorical questions to the problem solvers. The problem solvers. <laughs> KDVR working for you. Uh, Berg said, uh, my suggestion is you're going to donate, going to be a body donation, do it to a university. These independent companies, there may be some legit ones, but I'd look very, look at it very carefully before I donated my loved one's body. <laughs> okay. So they, they're like scammy body snatcher companies out there. I don't really know. I guess it's just really the, no one was minding the truck. Like the guy went in to get a cup of coffee or something and I guess left the body. I don't want to drive a truck that has human heads in it, personally. You know, but maybe if you're a truck driver, you can't be that choosy. I mean, they're not gonna not gonna say anything. No, but I just don't want it's to. Freakish. It's, little, it's, it's freakish. creepy. It's creepy. I don't want to be driving around with human heads in my car. So they just cut off the heads and send them one place. I guess like for the bottom. Well, like brain? I said, I mean, you got to put up with being beheaded and otherwise disemboweled and whatever else if you donate your body to science. You ain't just lying there in your coffin in stately repose. All right. Uh, Science Care released a statement. Recently, an incident occurred in the Denver area where a sealed box containing donated tissues was stolen from a secured truck operated by a third party specializing in the logistics of donated tissues. (laughs) The secured truck, it clearly was not secured, was in process of returning tissues to Science Care after a medical training event. Unknown individuals illegally broke into the truck and robbed it. This is an extremely rare situation. Uh, If you know anything about this, Call the Denver cops, 720-913-2000. Or if you know email ScienceCare. If you know anything about the stolen heads, stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> if That's you're one right. listener we don't want. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Get the human heads to listen. We need more listeners. <laughs> they got ears still. <laughs> subscribe them. Subscribe. That, that is our target audience is the deceased, <laughs> actually. So. <laughs> they never complain. They oh, do not right. leave nice reviews, but, <laughs> but they yes. don't. Com- they don't leave nasty reviews. So. Poor bodies, are, these heads are just rattling around on like a cross country trip to Denver. They could at least <laughs> listen to the pod along the way. <laughs> put them, set them up with some earphones. End the pod. End the pod. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. That's it. About- Matt is called the ending. <laughs> We can't be talking about putting headphones on on <laughs> beheaded corpses. I'm sorry. Did, I did not steal it. I have. I, it wasn't me. I'm just saying. I mean, let's get some good come out of this. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, we'll be back with our bracket breakdown. Brackets are here. Join Yahoo Sports Tourney Pick'em $25,000 Best Bracket Contest. Create a bracket for free. Get a piece of the action. It's that easy. Sign up at yahoo.com slash tourney. Yahoo.com slash tourney. Selection Sunday. Enjoy the weekend of hoops, and we'll be back for the, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you all the best gambling advice next week. You, you may not win your office pool with us, but something will happen. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make it fun. Talk to you later.